for a chance to take the trophy home. Zakelele Barca strikes it purely for the opportunity of a lifetime. Have TS Galaxy not only defeated the Abakosi but created history. They might very well now be the only lower division team to ever win the National Cup. Sokaladuma Radio. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sokaladuma Radio Live. It's a Monday, it's two o'clock and everything happened over the weekend. The Absa Premiership got to a close with the NetBank Cup final between TS Galaxy and Kaiser Chiefs. TS Galaxy creating history there, uh, becoming the first team from the lower leagues uh, to beat uh, Kaiser Chiefs and also to be the champions of the coveted NetBank Cup. That is the FA Cup of Mzansi football. Everything happened there. We are still trying uh, to get hold of one of the players who lifted the cup over the weekend. That is Sizwe Mzinzo, uh, but we'll get him later on into the show. Uh, we go to Clint Roper uh, to is our guest today. I mean today. Uh, don't know, uh, Clint, uh, everything happened over the weekend, starting from the FA Cup in England also to this FA Cup, our own FA Cup in Zanzi. Kaiser Chiefs, Tears Galaxy, Tears Galaxy breaking records. Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, in our show on Friday, you asked for uh, some predictions, and I got it horribly wrong. I said Chiefs would win this one by a landslide. I think you should have said Man City. Uh, yeah, other way around. But if you think about it, um, Shane, the, the two FA Cups were very similar in terms of the opposition, uh, the, the opposition teams. Man City, huge favorites going in against a team that shouldn't really have been able to compete with them. Kaiser Chiefs going in as huge favorites against a team that shouldn't have been able to compete with them in terms of wage bills, in terms of talent, in terms of resources. Man City showed that the marketing and the hype, they can actually back up. And they won, I think it was six that they got in the end, um, uh, which we would have thought would have happened with Kaiser Chiefs and TS Galaxy, but that uh, wasn't to be. That said, football is about uh, giant slaying and story making. We've seen it happen in the past on numerous occasions. Um, so it's not, uh, Chiefs are not the first Giants to be slayed by a smaller team and certainly won't be the last. Um, but yes, it must be a very difficult uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon for Kaiser Chiefs fans having been beaten by a much smaller team. What does it mean, though, Clint, I mean, for a, a relatively small club like uh, uh, TS Galaxy? This is a team that was formed just 10 months ago. Uh, now they are uh, in the final of the NetBank Cup facing Kaiser Chiefs, uh, one of, I mean, the most successful side in, P- in the PSL football. Now they are also on the verge of playing. They are not on the verge. They are in line. They will be playing the CAF Confederations Cup uh, next season. What does, how does it feel, I mean, for the boys, what does it mean for a, a relatively small club like TS Galaxy beating Kaiser Chiefs, winning their first major trophy? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, we've got the NFD playoffs uh, happening at the moment where teams are trying to get into the PSL. Only the one spot is guaranteed. Mm. Um, I think the, the feeling behind that is maybe the standard of the NFD is not as, as good as the PSL and therefore they only deserve the, the one slot and we'll give the, uh, the other PSL teams an extra opportunity to try to save their status. Um, however, I think we, we saw on the weekend that the NFD actually has a very high quality and a quality that PSL clubs uh, struggle to, to compete with. So that's one thing. I think um, we have to, we have to um, say well done to the NFD for the standards that seem to be getting uh, higher and higher uh, every season. In terms of, of what it means for the club, I guess there's, a, there's definitely a financial reward um, which will help them hopefully hang on to some of those players that could be plundered by PSL teams who have watched them uh, move through this NetBank Cup. Um, I would I would imagine you've got uh, you've got PSL clubs, maybe uh, some of the, the the ones in the lower section of the league, um, who are trying to buy shrewdly. They can't go for the big names, and so um, there'll be a couple of names that'll be on their uh, on their list, on their shopping list as we go into the uh, close season and, and the transfer window opens and, and players are able to move from clubs. Um, that said, though. I think if you ask TS Galaxy what would be the bigger reward, they would say uh, promotion to the PSL. That's really where the money is. That's where the glory is. So, um, but certainly they've, they've set off uh, and set themselves high standards, and they'll be a team that people will be watching in the new season. 
yeah, uh, to our listeners at home, as you all know that we are only the drivers of this show, uh, but the most important people in this show is you at home. And over the weekend, we sent a social uh, asking for your opinion, asking for your voice. How do Amakosi feel after this cup final? And some of them sent us many, many voice notes. Some of them are totally unhappy uh, with the result over the weekend, and I expected so. And this is what some of them had to say. Any people that said the referee was wrong to accept the penalty in the last minute, but it doesn't mean that the referee was wrong. Nothing was wrong. Referee, he won't allow to, uh, to, to keep following the wrong system of penalty just because who made the penalty was the Chiefs. No, the referee was right. Good morning, good morning, Sokala Duma. This is Kenny Zakati all the way from Palm Springs. I am a huge KZ Chiefs fan, and I don't know if I'll still be able to watch KZ Chiefs. I didn't expect that from Coach Mirendor, but I didn't expect that from the guys. They didn't look anything like a big team playing in a cup final last night. What these guys are doing is just painful. We cannot watch this current Kaiser Chiefs team. It is not Kaiser Chiefs material. The level of football in South Africa is dropping each and every day. And yes, we might congratulate TS Galaxy for what they've done. But I need to tell you this. Football in South Africa is not growing. And the game itself was boring. Let's be honest to ourselves. The more we praise mediocrity, the more we praise how Chiefs will play. This thing of saying Chiefs played their heart out is just that they they were beaten, they were unlucky. It's brutally a lie. And we need to not be, be, be lying to ourselves. We need to say things the way they are, try to solve them, and our football will grow. I'm with that guy who said uh, the football can kill him. With Chipper United, he collapsed. Football was nearly to kill him. Today, he's shining. I'm telling you, that guy, he, he, better, he better resign. I mean, he better resign to that guy, to that team, and work to, to the SABC or Passport. I don't know. But football can kill you. The standard of football here in South Africa, it's, it's very high. We don't have big teams. We don't have small teams. All teams are equally competitive here. I mean, if you can recall this season, we, 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 we have MT and 8 that went to Cape Town. And then we, we had Telcom Cup that went to Rampatlele. Um, the APSA Premiership is in Mamelodi. And the, now the NetBank is going to, to Kwandavele. Uh, that says the, the standard of football in South Africa, it's, it's very competitive. I am so very happy, happy, happy. Like, I am very happy. I can't even eat. I can't even eat. I am so happy that the chief did lose because the friends talk talk too much. Yeah, I hope the beers from today will stop avoiding amateur reference for these finals. These two big teams from Soweto who have a multi-million sponsorships among them cannot win a single cup out of the four cups that are on offer. It's a shame that other teams, that other teams can struggle to get sponsorship and two teams, Orlando Paris and Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Paris support get so much money, but they cannot invest that money wisely in terms of buying quality players. When I mean buying players, I mean quality, not just buying someone because he's available, because someone you don't want to go to Sundowns or you don't want that player to go to Vess or any other team. So you take that player, but it doesn't fit in into your into the coach's system or the style of play. But because he's available, then you just take him and put him on the bench. He stays there, he doesn't even play because he's available. And you're still tuning to Sokala Duma Radio Live. And those were the voice notes that were sent to us uh, by you, uh, supporters, our loyal readers and listeners of Sokala Duma Radio. Uh, Clint, uh, so many disappointed souls out there uh, from Amakosi. Yeah, and you can understand how difficult it must be for them walking into work today um, and already feeling the pain from watching the game itself, but then having uh, fellow supporters of different clubs take the mickey out of them. Um, I think what's very interesting about the voice notes, Shane, is um, is the football intelligence of the supporter base in South Africa. True. Um, 
the things that they're saying they resonate with uh, with the big wigs of, of South African football. Um, it's ironic, interesting even, that Morocco Swallows, I think, share um, the most cup wins in this particular cup competition, though it's been held by a lot of different sponsors. Sure. Morocco Swallows are one of the most prolific uh, prolific teams within this, this tournament. And were once the Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates and Sundowns of the league. Morocco Swallows were a very big team, an iconic team. Don't follow me, follow the birds. Um, where are Morocco Swallows now? If you think, if clubs think that uh, South African soccer owes them anything, they're sorely mistaken. And I think the demise of a, of a club like Morocco Swallows, who once were the uh, cup kings of South African football, sure. have slipped down the ranks to the extent they have. You look at the Kaiser Chiefs, who the Glamour Boys, who it's 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 unthinkable that they will never be in the PSL or never be up there competing for trophies. But if we look at the last couple of seasons, if we look at this season in particular, out of the top eight, uh, lost to an NFD side in, in a cup, people are going to start asking questions, and rightly so. The the the, the supporter, the one supporter they mentioned that you've got two clubs. Uh, in this country who probably get the lion's share of the sponsorship money, that being Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates in terms of what they can ask for if you're a sponsor and you want to be on the front of their jersey, um, as well as all the other uh, the competitions and, and sponsorships they pick up just because they are the the the, uh, the, the top teams in, in South Africa. They really need to be doing more. You know, people might say we're a two-team a, a two league or a three-team league. It's not looking like that at the moment. Um, teams like Wits and Supersport and Cape Town City are starting to turn this league into a anyone can win uh, situation, which is great for South African soccer. But truth be told, and I said it last week, when Kaiser Chiefs do well, when Orlando Pirates do well, when Sundowns do well, South African soccer is doing well. Uh, right now, Kaiser Chiefs are taking the shine off of South African soccer a little bit with their underperformance. And, um, and, rightly, and rightly or wrongly, so questions are now being asked, do we get rid of the coach? Um, do we have the right players? Um, and until there is consistent um, achievement uh, by this club, those questions will remain. Wow. Uh, that is uh, Clint Roper uh, telling us more about this game between TS Galaxy and Kaiser Chiefs, uh, telling us um, uh, what Kaiser Chiefs might need to do going forward, uh, telling us also about Moroga Solos, uh, the former uh, glorious team of Mzansi football. Uh, also, uh, we are still on this supporters, uh, also others who sent us voice notes earlier on. We also spoke to one Kaiser Chiefs uh, who is a prominent supporter of the Kaiser Chiefs team. He's also part of the La Duma uh, Supporters Club Committee and that is Uma Chaka and we had a chat with him earlier on today and this is what he got to say to us on the line we've got Kaiser Chiefs as most prominent supporter there Uma Chaka not a very good way to end the season my brother and also not a very good birthday present from your team as uh, yes, my brother. Uh, at the weekend, yes, I was uh, celebrating my birthday before 7 p.m. before the kickoff. Uh, it was a very, very disappointing result, my brother, to say the least. Mm. Uh, we, I didn't hope that TS uh, Kalazi will go in the halftime while it was still nil nil, you know. Mm. Because uh, I thought maybe I will wrap up the game in the first 45 minutes. Uh, I could see the supporters scrambled upset and also disappointed about the results. Uh, fans of other clubs are teasing you on social media upping, uh, about uh, being out of the top eight and now this cup final loss against uh, TS Galaxy. That must be a bitter pill to swallow. Absolutely. It, uh, it, it was a hard nut to crack as well. Uh, as you are saying, uh, you are spot on. Uh, I think uh, management and all the players, everyone involved, they must just go to the drawing board. Even if there's a drawing board, I'm not sure if there's a drawing board, there's a trainer. But I'm saying to you, my brother, very, very disappointing stuff as well, you know. But have any of the players apologized, though, to the fans when I'm a chuck? Uh, at this stage, I might be lying. At this stage, I, I, I think that they're still trying to, uh, to just try uh, to understand themselves. Is it, re is it real? Uh, that they've lost against CX Galaxy. I, I don't think they've expected that. You could even see after the game, you know, uh, their, fa their faces, very, very sad faces. To me, uh, we are still, still waiting for everyone to come out and apologize. Uh, truly speaking, yes, supporters need an apology. And they, I think that how they went through and also how I went through, I you know it's really sad and disappointing. What I'm saying is, you no, know, supporters, 
wherever they are, even if from uh, from neighboring countries, they need an apology from the players, they need an apology from the management side. To the drama boys, I'm saying, guys, uh, next season, let's regroup again. Let's make sure that we take it where it was before. And I'm saying I'm expecting nothing but a good season next season. Thank you very much. I'm a course for life. Until next time, my brother. And the chief all the time. Sokala Duma Radio. And that is the voice of Umachaka, as I said earlier, uh, one of Kaiser Chiefs' most prominent supporters there. Also, he's also part of the Sokala Duma uh, Supporters Club Committee, uh, Umachaka. Thank you so much there to him. Uh, Clint, uh, another disappointed fan. It was also his birthday over the weekend, and uh, as you said earlier, uh, not a very nice way of spending uh, your birthday. Yeah, so um, the funny thing is, Shane, is uh, you mentioned he's part of the Supporters Club, Soccer Duma Supporters Club. Um, I'm on a WhatsApp group with uh, Mama Fefe and Machaks and Buerta and mm. Mama Tonto and a, a, a couple other guys. And, and in the morning, we all wished Machaks happy birthday. Mm. And as we all do to all the Supporters Club members, uh, but after that Kaiser Chiefs lost, there wasn't much uh, activity on that group. So mm-hmm. you can hear how disappointed he is. Um, and I would imagine he represents uh, a large um, a large portion of the, the Kaiser Chiefs fans who, who probably do want to hear from the players themselves. Um, and it's not like the players don't have a voice to connect with the supporters. Um, there are social media platforms. Players can tweet. Players can use Instagram or, or Facebook. Um, to maybe put some messages out there and possibly one or two of them have done already. We've, we've just not seen them. Um, I know that uh, Ernst Middendorp came out and apologized to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and he too, as Machaka said, he feels the players were shocked and couldn't believe what happened. I think um, uh, Ernst was a deer in headlights uh, at the, the press conference after the game as well because um, as a coach who literally has every single resource available to him, more so than, than most in South Africa, to come into this game and lose it uh, in that fashion, even just to be 0-0 as we ended the game, must have been uh, must have been very disconcerting uh, for a coach. And I know he does his homework, so he probably wasn't underprepared for this. Um, and it's it's easier to to blame one person, a coach, than to blame 11 players or 12 or 13. So so obviously he'll bear the brunt of this. Um, and um, and 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 back to the drawing board. Um, you have to wonder though, a club like Kaiser Chiefs, whether they'll allow. His, his reign to continue. The fans will obviously put pressure uh, and want to see changes ahead of the new season. So, um, yeah, it's a, it, it was a banana skin waiting for, for Ernst Middendorp to slip on and he did. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how the club, and, uh, how the club reacts uh, to, uh, to a very poor season by chief standards. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. Um, as um, uh, we spoke to, uh, also spoke to Farouk Khan uh, earlier on in the show, and we'll play his um, his clip uh, later on in the show. Uh, but Clint, I asked you earlier about what this cup uh, means for a, a team like TS Galaxy and that opportunity of playing Kev Confed Cup next season. But for Kaiser Chiefs, though. What does it mean losing this cup? I mean, from an analyst's point of view, uh, for a big team like Kaiser Chiefs to finish outside the top eight, now you find yourself had and you had an opportunity to finish the season with a cup, uh, the national cup, uh, but it also slipped away through your fingers. What does it mean now for Kaiser Chiefs, um, Kaiser Chiefs management? Do they, like as you said, they must go back to the drawing board? But what does it mean for a club like Kaiser Chiefs to go into a final and lose it, especially against small team? I mean, if you if you if you said Kaiser Chiefs were a ship, and they finished ninth, meaning they'd sprung a leak somewhere in the hull and they were taking on water, um, this cup represented an opportunity for the season to to be saved to a certain extent, to finish off on a high note, to give Chiefs fans um, hope for the new season. The fact that they lost means the the, the ship basically capsized, um, and now there's a lot of turmoil in that club, I would imagine, as to the way forward. Um, it's a proud, proud club. Um, it's a big club. And, um, and you just wonder if, if there's going to be a complete clear out. We've seen ex- the likes of Eckstein go, one of the fan favorites. So that would have also be, been um, concerning to the fans as to who do, who do we replace and do we have enough about us to continue to, to do well. Um, it's it's going to be this next season for Kaiser Chiefs based on... on uh, Bear this in mind, getting to a cup final must be praised as well because every team, all the 16 teams in the, in the PSL had an opportunity to get to the cup final. Sure. So that must be praised. Um, 
Although if you look at the route that Kaiser Chiefs took to get there, it's not like they'd be massive giants to get there, but they got there nonetheless. Um, so praise must be given for that. Um, but the performance in the cup final, the, the result in the cup final, probably did them more harm than, than good and, and, and probably would have been better for them to get knocked out earlier in the competition than to have their demise um, uh, broadcast all over the uh, South Africa to every so- soccer fan out there. I think to Ned, Ned Bank, though, who sponsored this cup, sure. um, they've now got a fairy tale story to tell. Mm. Um, and so for South African soccer, no matter where you play, this, this represents a dream and a hope um, to, to go and, and beat the biggest teams in the country. Wow. Uh, Clint, as a former player yourself, uh, I, I mean, you've played uh, th- this football. As a player, though, you are going into this cup final. You are playing for a smaller club like uh, TS Galaxy. You're playing against a bigger team like Kaiser Chiefs. Do those players ever have it in themselves that we can't do this, especially at this last moment in time? At, you are facing a final. You are facing Kaiser Chiefs. Like this, like players who are playing for these smaller clubs, do they have it, always have it in them or was it a special thing uh, from coach Dan, Dan Malesala? Did it also work for him that it took also former players to come and help him uh, 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 do this job with, against Kaiser Chiefs? Yeah. So a team like Kaiser Chiefs or, or Pirates or Sundowns, every single game they play, for the team that's playing against them, there's a saying that goes, guys, for them it's a cup final. So if they get this, if they get your scalp by beating you, for them, whether it's a friendly, a preseason friendly, um, or a, a game at the start of the season, it's a cup final. Here, literally, we've got a small team in a cup final, playing a cup final against Kaiser Chiefs. So for the 90 minutes, any team can beat any team. We've seen it before. I think it was at Iceland that beat England mm. uh, not so long ago. Similar kind of situation at, at uh, international level. Um, it happens in other sports as well. You get a team like uh, Japan beating the mighty Springboks uh, in a World Cup rugby tournament. So, yes, in sport, that's the, that's the beauty of sport. Nine times out of ten, the, the bigger team should, should uh, uh, be good enough to, to take it. But every now and then, a small team will have enough energy about them, enough adrenaline, enough excitement, and things just go their way. Um, for, for something like this to happen. So, um, yes, I've been in the smaller teams mm. um, and, and um, you need no motivation coming up against a big team. You do believe you can do it. And as the clock ticked on with, without any goals, sure. uh, their, their, their belief and their, their resolution would have been, would have been um, growing um, with every minute that passed. Mm. Uh, and, once you, and once you get the goal, that's it. I think the Chiefs players knew it as well. There was no coming back. And now, for, 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 on the Kaiser Chiefs point of view, I mean, there are uh, 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 mixed views, like even on social media, where Kaiser, some Kaiser Chiefs fans, they feel like this cup, even though it was a painful loss, they feel like it is a, a blessing in disguise for some of them. And some believe that had they won this cup, uh, they would have been misled. They would, even the management would have been misled and thinking that everything at the club is, mm-hmm. is right. Uh, but... Do you think that is the case? Do you think uh, there is something that needs to be fixed at Kaiser Chiefs and that uh, this cup, I wouldn't say you should say it, it is a blessing in disguise, but do you think this cup for them not winning it maybe maybe can work for them in a, in a good way for uh, preparing for next sure. season? So as you rightly say, there's, there's more learnt in loss than there is in victory. Um, and had Kaiser Chiefs won this, maybe some of the shortfalls would have been glossed over because they've picked up the biggest domestic uh, cup title mm. of the country. So, so maybe you leave the season thinking, well, maybe it's not as bad as we, as we first thought it was. Um, I think to, to a large extent, this loss will further amplify the search um, and the project of putting Kaiser Chiefs back together um, and, and making them competitive uh, and making them live up to their status come next season. Um, this would be the equivalent of a of a the same thing with the Real Madrid. Sure. Didn't win a Champions League. Were well beaten by Barcelona to the title. Um, cracks have appeared. The the supporters of these clubs won't accept it, um, and the management of these clubs. And knowing the management of of Kaiser Chiefs, you've got some incredibly proud family members there who understand uh, what the Amakosi. Uh, uh, emblem means to so many South Africans um, and they will demand that it get better in the new season and will take the necessary steps to achieve that. So um, I, I tend to agree with you to a certain extent that the, the loss on the weekend will galvanize the efforts for Kaiser Chiefs to fix things.
Yeah, and talking about uh, uh, players uh, understanding what it means and also for the fans and uh, what they expect from the players. We also had a chat uh, with the uh, former Kaiser Chiefs assistant coach uh, back in the days, uh, Farouk Khan. Uh, he's also He was also involved with the Kaiser Chiefs development uh, of uh, players like your Sibeko, uh, your Gerald Sibeko, your Chabupule, uh, also your Stanton Fredericks who came from Vets, uh, who formed that formidable combination with Chabupule back in 2001 when they won uh, what they say is Fat Alice. We had a chat with him earlier and this is what he had to say to us. On the line, we've got the former Kaiser Chiefs assistant coach, uh, former Kaiser Chiefs, was also there in the Kaiser Chiefs youth development, and that is Farouk Khan. Mr. Farouk, welcome to Sokala Duma Radio. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Just the fast. The throat is a little bit hoarse, but I hope you can hear me. It's, you know, it's the month of Ramadan, but I'll do my best. Oh, I hope you enjoyed it, but we can hear you loud and clear, Mr. Farouk. Uh, Mr. Farouk, uh, we are coming back from a weekend that was a David versus Goliath, but David finally won. Tears Galaxy won, but what does this loss mean for Kaiser Chiefs? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's an indication that there needs to be drastic change uh, in all departments, and I think uh, this is obviously what Kaiser and his... Uh, Hierarchy will be seeking to do moving forward because this is a big team. This is an institution and it's been the worst season ever in the history of Kaiser Chiefs. And uh, it obviously pains everybody involved in the present, the past. And uh, people would obviously like to see the team uh, making a positive start in the new season. Mr. Farouk, you, you know, many people are wondering what really is going on at Kaiser Chiefs. We've seen at the beginning of the season where they sign your high-profile player, like your Lebohang Manyama, your Kama Billiard, but a ninth finished place on the lock and also a cup final loss. What seems to be going wrong for Kaiser Chiefs? Well, it's difficult to accurately point where the problem lies because, you know, you've got to be involved to be able to be factual. However, from looking from outside, you must agree that Kaiser Chiefs have signed some very quality players. I mean, you look at Billiard and you look at Casper, they made up the CBD, the famous CBD at uh, Mamelodi Sundowns, and they were formidable. But I think people often speak about Kaiser Chiefs not signing good players. I think that is maybe not as true as it sounds, because if you look at Billiard, you look at Rama, you look at Maluleka, you look at Molongwani, you look at Manyama, you look at Shangaz. This boy Dax has also lately shown his potential. The list is endless. So I don't think players can be the problem. Nor would I want to say that they're not living up to expectation as far as the coaching department is concerned. However, you must understand that Chiefs was born and bred under the style of any glamour boys. There's a certain distinctive style of play. And if you look at Kaiser Chiefs currently, you don't see that style of play. You don't see the style of play it came about with the great Ace Mitzulang, Sinead Sadler, and I mean, the list is endless. Today, when you watch Kaiser Chiefs, they are very much a, a team that looks to play on the counter, which is a modern trend. I mean, Brazilian football is a modern trend. But I think if you look at the other examples of Sundowns and Orlando Pirates, they've adapted that style to suit the, the characteristics of local players. I think when you look at any international trend, you have to adapt it to your local needs and your local trends and qualities of your players. And this is why a player like in Shanghai is finding it difficult to become a regular. Uh, because I suppose, you know, you can't really be as effective in that style of play. So I think to, 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 to round it off, if you look at when Bayern Munich was at that peak, when they won the table, what did they go and do? They went and hired who? Pep Guardiola, why? Why do you hire somebody like Pep when you are doing so well? And after reading his book, it comes across that they hired him because they felt that Bayern Munich didn't have a unique style. And they needed to bring somebody in to create that style. And that is the reason why Pep was brought in. So I do think Chiefs need to go back to their roots. You know, don't look at the periphery. Don't look at the symptoms. I mean, everybody's saying the coach is the one and the players are the one. I think you've got to look deeper than that. You've got to look and say, what is the identity of Kaiser Chiefs? What made Kaiser Chiefs the great team it, it was in the past? And you will obviously come to the conclusion that they were unique. They had an identity. If you look currently at 
sundowns. What makes sundowns unique is their style of play. And that, is, that, that speaks to them about the type of players that they sign. Sure. You know, when you have an identity, you know what you're looking for. You won't get players that don't fit into that style of play. And I think that is the starting point for me. I'm not going to assume what's happening at Chiefs because that would be incorrect and that wouldn't be professional. But what I'm going to say is that I can't see the identity. I can't see the fingerprint that, that speaks to me about as Chiefs and their style, their identity. Mr. Farouk, you know, we've spoken to a few Kaida Chief supporters and uh, there are some of them who believe the team was better uh, under the former coach Giovanni Solinas and some of them, they are saying the team was even much better under their then former coach uh, Steve Rompela. Uh, there are also some of them who believe that Ennis Middendorp isn't doing well enough uh, with this current Kaida Chiefs team. Do you think Coach Ennis Middendorp, um should he be given a chance with Kaiser Chiefs next season? He might do even better. Is he any, there anything that he is missing uh, that uh, those former coaches were doing? Well, I don't think it's fair to compare coaches in the way that uh, you just mentioned. But I do believe that if you look at football, football is result-driven. As a coach, you are judged on results. As a coach, you are judged on results. As a youth coach, you are judging the players you produce. That's the only measurement. And I do think that it, it is not my place to say whether Chiefs should uh, hang on to Edmundov. I think he's a very good coach. I do think people don't understand the circumstances he finds himself in. But in saying that, it would be it would be a huge, huge, huge task for him after this to get this team back into the, the place they belong, to get this team to perform into the expectation uh, of the fans. Because this, rightfully, the fans have been spoiled with this fantastic team producing all of these great results. If you look at the team of Kaiser Chiefs standard and you see that they haven't won anything in four years, that is that is huge concern. That is, uh, I mean, to, to lose to a team like uh, yes, Galaxy, no disrespect intended there, and every team, and I want to congratulate them for being the first team outside the PSL Win the Nathan Cup, but in saying that, Chiefs had no right to go and lose to them under the circumstances that they did. And uh, if you look at the fact that Chiefs had a number of chances to win the game, but even if they had won the game, we would still be talking about the fact that Chiefs haven't lived up to expectation. Are we going to go through the same, the same, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, story next season where we, we, we look at Chiefs as a team that they're looking to build as a team team that's trying their best to win the cup. I don't think that should be the case. They should they should do exactly what Paris did Biden said in overall. They looked at being in a very strong technical team. They looked at uh, at how they could get the best out of their players. And uh, this is it. I mean if it means that Chiefs have to get people to assist um so then then so be it but get people uh, that can add value this amazing football team. Uh, Farouk, you, you, you know, you are involved with one of the most successful Kaiser Chiefs side uh, that also even uh, went on to win uh, the CAF Cup back then uh, in 2001. What is it that you think that Kaiser Chiefs team uh, did better or they were mastering uh, that this current Kaiser Chiefs team undoing? Well, I tell you, it's a good question that you're asking. I think the first thing was the chemistry between the technical team. And Mushinetu Grau was a fantastic leader. I think sometimes people must understand Mushinetu Grau in the sense that he's very passionate and sometimes he's, he's very emotional. But I think with that comes somebody who's really able to, to get the team to play a certain way. And uh, that stems from the fact that he had a passion for youth. He was able to promote a number of very exciting players. I think you know those players, the likes of Jabu Pule, uh, Santa Kubeka, Isaac Mabotza, the list is endless. And he was able to utilize them in the first team. There was no uh, doubt in his mind that they were ready. Currently, you look at Mashiani, you look at Nomo, you look at Blom, you look at Tibeti. These are very promising youngsters that Chiefs. The big question is, will they be able to get regular game time like we did give players I mentioned earlier at Chiefs? The second thing was that we were able to 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 play at a level where there was both results and 
the spectator spectacle. And this is what people look for in football. Sometimes it's not just about winning, although winning can buy you time, but it's the long-term effect. The long-term effect, because you can recall, after machine, Ted uh, Dimitro came along, I then assisted him coming from Santos, and what they did was, he didn't try to change the players. He looked at embracing the skills, the qualities, and allowing them to play uh, the chief style of play, which is keeping the ball, uh, triangulation, and limiting the touches, creating goal-scoring opportunities. And, and, and this, this is where the likes of Colin Zuma scored uh, a number of goals this season. But it was just that we got the balance right. We had David Kadere with Collins up front. David wasn't the most prolific goal scorer, but he always created space with his runs, with his movement, with his energy. You know, we had to we had to make do with defenders because we didn't have the depth in quality. Uh, I can recall when we brought um, McCarthy back, and he was he was at one stage not in the plan, but when we brought him back, just the way he was able to command that defense of my baby, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, when, when, when Skaron Gobezi played his best football, what did we do to make Skaron play his best football? We embraced him. We made him feel confident. And I think it's a mind game. And I think it's when players are genuinely confident that the coaching staff is behind them. I mean, we used to really pamper Skaron because he was the most misunderstood player. But that particular season, he won the best player at the Chiefs. So it's about the, 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 the block effect, which is, the planning, the leading, the organizing, and the control. That is what our principle was. We used this clock effect, P being planning, leading the players, organizing the players, and controlling the players. And that is so important in any professional team. It's about the psyche. I think a lot is dependent on the mental side. If you look at the current kind of team squad, the players don't look as motivated. They don't look that angry. Yes, they're showing a lot of fighting spirit, as you saw part of it. And, and that stems from the, the, the professionalism and the never-say-die attitude. But is it enough? Are they content? Are they happy? And this is what needs to be done now. I think we need to get back to making this a happy environment, making this an environment where players look forward to every match. When you play catch-up and you play against a team like the Galaxy over the weekend, if you look at the two teams, in your opinion, who was most stressed? It was, yes, yes Galaxy looked very calm. They, 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 they defended as a block. They looked to play on the counter. They had one clear opportunity, and they took it. And you can see the desperation from Khadebe when he made the tackle. It was a desperate tackle. On another occasion, he could have maybe just guided uh, the, the, the opponent. But in this occasion, it was desperate. We must win. And they went about it in a very offensive way. In my opinion, I think if they showed more patience, if they threw Galaxy out of those defensive positions, maybe we'd be speaking something different today. Uh, Mr. Farouk, I, I guess, my good sir, I will have to let you go because of uh, time. Uh, but uh, just before I let you go, because y- you were involved uh, at Kaiser Chiefs when they had uh, uh, youth players like your Stanton Fredericks. They were still at the uh, tender age. Uh, there were also your Shuffle, Chabupule. Uh, there was also that era of uh, our coach, Stuart Baxter, where he relied mostly on experienced players, your Kaka, your Masilela, your Chabalala, your Parker. But now, there is this current crop of Kaiser Chiefs players. Do you think maybe uh, bringing in, blooding in new youngsters or maybe uh, do you think Coach Ernest should go for those experience but does Kaiser Chiefs have those experienced players in the team that had carried them uh, over uh, the line? Well, I don't think we must disrespect the experience there. Parker, that's something. These are all experienced campaigners. Maluleka, Iliad. I don't think it's fair to say that they don't have the quality. I think they do have the quality, they have the youth. It's about getting the balance. It's about making sure that you are able to blend these different qualities into a formidable team. You still have Pune coming back, and I think he was a huge factor in the, in the other coaches. Everybody speaks about the coaches that that, that, that did well before Middendorf, but Middendorf had a, a goalkeeper crisis. And you know, your goalkeeper is very important to any football team. And be that as it may, I think, if you look at the past season, the record that those coaches had was also due to the fact that they had a very good leader and goalkeeper in, in Tumel and Kuni. 
Farouk, uh, I think that's it for today, my good sir. Thank you so much uh, for taking your time and speaking to us on Sokala Tuma Radio. Always a pleasure, my man. Keep up. Thank you. Sokala Tuma Radio. And we are still live on Soka La Duma Radio. And that was our conversation there with uh, uh, former Kaiser Chiefs coach uh, Farouk Khan. He's also been linked uh, with, uh, with, with the club uh, with a return back to the club to head uh, their development structures there uh, together with Abu Arthur Zwane. Uh, but Clint, uh, you heard, I'm sure you heard what uh, Farouk uh, got to say. He spoke about what you spoke about earlier, about some of the players um Finding it maybe hard uh, to realize what how huge uh, Kaiser Chiefs is and how huge is that emblem of Amakosi is for them. Yeah, I think the great thing about speaking to Farouk Khan is he's been there, so he knows the culture of the club. Uh, he understands the expectations uh, from management. Um, he played a big role in ensuring that the type of young player that was graduating into the first team was Kaiser Chiefs quality, Kaiser Chiefs expectation. Um, and then obviously having worked in the senior ranks as well, knows the, um, the, the challenges. Um, and one of those challenges is making sure that players realize that the jersey doesn't do the, doesn't do the job. It, it still takes the ability and the energy and, and the passion to get the results. Um, is this unique to South African soccer's uh, big clubs? Um, if you look, if we look over to the English Premier League, where we, where a lot of South Africans take their lead from in terms of what football should look like, um, Man United are not in, in too dissimilar a position. Yeah, you have a club also, massive history, uh, massive following, um, but underachieving hugely by their standards. Um, and you've got legends of the club, uh, taking pot shots at players. I believe Roy Keane recently took a pot shot. Um, when he said that you've got this young Ajax uh, Amsterdam captain who's 19 earning an average wage um, and you look at uh, um, Man United uh, and you've got Rashford who scores 10 goals a season and is on 100,000 a week mm. and you've got uh, one or two others who are more concerned in becoming Instagrammers than they are footballers. So um, so all big clubs around the world have, have problems where they go through dips. I don't think that this is a quick fix um, like with Man United, I don't think there's a quick fix, especially when you consider how far ahead a team like Sundowns is. And even Pirates were up there. Mm-hmm. This is going to take three, four, five seasons. Um, and it's, it's going to be a brave coach to say, um, let me stay here, let me build, because the results I don't think are going to change overnight. I think next season will be a similar situation where we've got to try and find the right Amakosi players, um, make sure that they are then doing the right things on the park to get the club back up to where it belongs. Um, so it's, it's going to be, a, I think, a rough road for the, for the Kaiser Chiefs supporters for the next season or two um, until there's a bit of continuity and the, and the right players are brought in, um, are under the right coach, um, and that there is some kind of uh, a gelling that's happening with, uh, with this team. Uh, even Pep Guardiola, when he got to City, had, had to take time. Uh, in, in, in terms of bringing the right players on to play his style of football, to play a Man City style of football. Sure. Um, and the management trusted in him. They allowed him to buy uh, his own players. And they are now reaping uh, the rewards of that. I think Man City um, has forced the rest of the league to get better. I think Mamelodi Sundowns is forcing the rest of the PSL to get better. Um, Liverpool certainly have responded to the challenge. Um, and... Um, it would, and uh, it seems that Pirates have responded to the to the challenge of Sundowns being that much better. Mm. Um, it now remains to be seen what Kaiser Chiefs uh, will be doing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure even at home uh, you are wondering if uh, how come uh, we didn't have anyone from TS Galaxy. I mean, uh, we've been trying, we've been trying. We might uh, get the the player there who was nominated as a best uh, young promising player uh, of the Net Bank Cup. Uh, we might be able to speak to him uh, later on in the show. We are also still trying uh, to chat to former Kaiser Chiefs coach uh, back in 2001, and that is uh, Musin Graal. He won Fat Alice there. Uh, we are still trying to get hold of him. As soon as we get him, we'll get him on the line. Uh, but, uh, Clint, uh, we are still on this amid of uh, the NetBank Cup. There was also another FA Cup uh, back there in England where um, Manchester City destroyed and humiliated Watford. I mean, an unexpected scoreline, but some will say 
expected because this is a team that beat Chelsea also 6-0 this season. Manchester City, they seem to be in their own world, Clint. Yeah, they're definitely they're in a league of their own. Um, I think what's, uh, what's so impressive about the way Man City plays, everyone talks about the physicality of the English uh, league, uh, that you've got to be big and fast and strong to compete. Man City, I think, on, on average, have the smallest players in the English Premier League, t- talking in terms of stature. Um, but what they have done is they've taken an antiquated system of play that's usually used by the English clubs, which mm-hmm. is get it forward, get it in their half, and let's press them. Um, and they've, they've turned their team into a, 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 modern, a modern football machine, the way that Pep Guardiola does do. And even although they did get knocked out by Spurs and weren't able to, to go further in the tournament, I would say that um, Man City and the way they play, the type of the type of football they play must be up there with the best three or four teams in the world right now. Um, and I think that that's going to exist for a long, long time. So, so did, we ex- did I expect that scoreline on Saturday? I did, especially if they were going to get an early goal. Um, I think they rested uh, Aguero from mm. the start. Sure. Your best, best striker in the, in the uh, one of the best strikers in the English Premier League mm. does it time and time again. And who do they bring on? The Jesus, a, a youngster who is the future of Man City. Sure. Um, and he rewarded them with a goal. Um, looking at that team, they're not resting on their laurels. I believe uh, the captain, Vincent Company, might be on his way. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll be looking to improve and get better. And that's what Pep Guardiola does. He doesn't, he doesn't allow anyone to rest. Um, and he's one of the few coaches who seems to be able to learn from victory. Mm. Um, whereas a lot of other people would say, right, we must be good enough so we'll stop evolving. He continues to evolve despite success. Mm. And that's the frightening thing about Man City. Um, I think it's a frightening thing for, for Man United fans knowing that City will just keep, keep on getting better and better. Yeah, uh, talking about Manchester City and Vincent Company, uh, we are hearing um, news that uh, Vincent Company uh, is going back to Belgium uh, to play and be a manager and also a coach for a team called Anderlecht there in Belgium. Uh, but we'll get confirmation uh, later in the week. Uh, but uh, talking about uh, this uh, NetBank Cup and talking about uh, the season uh, coming to an end, um, there were also some awards that were happening at the PSL over the weekend. There were also awards uh, the PSL players, player of the season, uh, the PSL footballer of the season, the goalkeeper, the coach of the season, coach Pizomosimani walking away with the big award there of coach of the season, beating his rival there, uh, coach uh, <laughs> Militin Sredojevic and also coach Benny McCarthy. Uh, there was also the defender of the season there. There were also quite good nominees there, but Mamelodi Sundowns there their uh, defender Ricardo Nascimento walking away with the big prize. There was also uh, some big nominees uh, in the Absa Premiership midfielder of the season. Temba Zwane was there. Tembingosi Lodge was there. Shompo Kekana was there. But there had to be one winner. And that winner was Shompo Kekana. And there was also that absolutely a goal of the season, uh, which there were quite a few uh, nominees, but it was cut down to three. There was also a goal there from Tebuho Mukwena of Supersport United, the youngster there, who also won the young player of the season and uh, there was also uh, uh, Vincent Pule of Orlando Pirates there there was also Kama Billiard uh, of Kaiser Chiefs uh, his goal there against Super Sport United also Vincent Pule his goal against Polo Guane City but the big award uh, of the players player of the season and the footballer of the season it went to one player and that is Tembinkosi Lodge of Orlando Pirates and now on the line uh, I think we are about to have coach uh, Mushin uh, uh, coach, uh, welcome to Sokala Duma Radio. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon and good afternoon to listeners and everyone. Coach, um, you coach what uh, the team, what to say, was arguably the best Kaiser Chiefs squad of all time. Uh, the squad that won everything, including uh, the African, the CAF African Cup Winners' Cup back in 2001. You were also named the team of the year. And how does it make you feel uh, seeing your former club reaching a final and not win it? Uh, not win it, uh, not win it is not uh, the problem. But I think uh, the way that uh, the club since a uh, couple of years now is a very big club in African football, not winning uh, trophies and uh, back-to-back years, uh, not having any, any silverware, uh, it's very unfortunate. And um, when you look into the other teams, uh, that Sundowns, uh, Vitz, uh, or also Pirates, uh, is not winning, but... Uh, 
also city uh, they are doing the right thing that uh, actually has achieved at the moment um, it's a, uh, they have a really big problems and uh, looks like uh, they are at the moment uh, far away from doing any trophies losing against uh, an NFT side mm. uh, obviously uh, it is uh, it can happen uh, it happened before as well uh, in other other countries but uh, I think the club from that magnitude um, it's definitely devastating and uh, unfortunate. Coach, um, you played in the continent's second most added club cup at the time. I mean, the club, uh, the cup winners cup, and you faced some of the continents. Uh, some will say uh, the smaller clubs. I remember in the second round you faced Sunshine FC from Seychelles. You beat them five nil on aggregate, beating them three nil at home and also two nil away. Where I'm going, coach, I'm trying to understand how did you prepare your players for such games where they will come up against uh, these less fancy teams. Yeah, that's, uh, you have a big point here. Um, obviously, this is the uh, mindset of the players that uh, uh, a club from that magnitude of Kaiserchi has to have uh, uh, in the DNA uh, in their system to win trophies. Uh, otherwise, the players can play in a smaller club. They don't need to have the pressure. But uh, every week, uh, week in, week out, is a pressure. And you need to remind those players that they're playing a certain jersey that uh, it's, uh, uh, it's depends uh, on the support of that. Uh, that has to, you have to please and to, to the club. And the pressure is always on. And you have to you have to perform uh, every week. Uh, and you cannot hide. And so, in the end, uh, if the team doesn't perform, um, uh, it will cost anyone uh, a big problem, a huge problem. And so, I think um, uh, reminding those every time and uh, preparing the mindset of the players to those uh, kind of challenges that live in, in front of you, it's always very much important. So it's not only today's football, is not only uh, being coached on the field. There are so many other elements that you have to look into. And on those years, I remember then we came after that, we came to really big clubs like Club African and Ismaili. And I remember Ismaili won the league on those years in Egypt. Uh, so uh, it is quite challenging on those years, but uh, you have a point with that that... Uh, for me, it's very much important that, uh, especially this type of games, that the players be reminded of uh, the performance under these circumstances. Mushin, it's, uh, it's Clint here. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us on SL Radio today. You've always been a good friend of Soccer Laduma, so we appreciate you making yourself available. Um, we were speaking earlier about the fact that this happens all over the world. You look at a team like Man United in the English Premier League, and to a certain extent they're going through something similar, where the badge um, and the legacy seems to be bigger than the output from the current, uh, f uh, from the current set of players. Um, you've got a lot of players, former players, uh, now speaking up saying that it's going to take four or five years to get uh, Manchester United competitive at the highest level again. That's how big the gap is between the likes of themselves and a Man City and a Liverpool. Knowing the way South African soccer operates, um, obviously the, the, the money, it's not as transparent here. Um, but this, if I look at it, is not a quick fix. It's not a one-transfer window fix. On the other hand, uh, when you coach Kaiser Chiefs, if you're not winning, the coach, the coach usually is the one who gets sacrificed, and, and then we've got to start rebuilding. How long do you think the fixing job on Kaiser Chiefs is going to take? Oh, Clint, uh, these are very important uh, points that you're making at the moment. Uh, let me start with the first that you started um, uh, from the viewpoint of that Manchester United or uh, other teams also have uh, failed maybe. In, um, this type of smaller teams, it's a one-shot game for a big club. Um, if you have won uh, from the big club uh, a title in that season, uh, then it doesn't matter, actually. But um, when you look to a little bit more back, it can happen any time. When you look to back to Kaiser Chiefs now, years of years, back-to-back, uh, uh, -back, uh, nothing uh, is on the cupboard. And this is, um, the pressure is mounting. So the distance to, to sundowns in South African football to come in, uh, the distance to sundowns, which is uh, which is at the moment leading in African force, um, it is uh, the, the, the difference, the, the, the gap is getting bigger and bigger. And so uh, football is also an harmony. Uh, you have to have two or three systems uh, to, to implement. And that means that, that during the uh, season you can chop and change. You have to be very lucky if you, in, in the transfer season, get players that, that they will gel. Uh, you could see even last season transfers and uh, that the players uh, actually didn't come to the to the um, uh, to the situation that they can carry the heavyweight of the Kaiser Chiefs uh, jersey uh, week in week out uh, to perform at the highest level. So uh, actually, that must must be a plan that um, you should look into two to three years and start with um, finding the right mix between a youngster and, and very hungry players uh, and. Um, 
uh, it will uh, it will take at least uh, two to two to three years to be a force again. And uh, but that has to be patient, and it has to be with the right um, technical uh, and uh, physical uh, uh, stuff uh, to prepare the team in the right way. And that is, uh, I can see that South Africa in South Africa. Uh, the big teams are a little bit more behind, uh, and you see that with, uh, even Supersport last season uh, had, had a gap. Uh, with uh, City came into that picture, uh, Pirates were running for the title, and um, Sundowns is back to back every time in the title race. So uh, I think for Chiefs, quick as possible, and has to be a proper, uh, proper management decision in it. Brilliant. Thanks for the insight um, and thanks for taking the time to chat to us and uh, we hope to hear uh, from you again soon. Thank you very much for having me on board. Uh, greetings to South Africa and to you guys. All right, that is our conversation that we just had uh, with former Kaiser Chiefs, former Ike Cape Town, a former also a former Orlando Pirates uh, coach there. That is Coach Musin Etugrau. Remember him there back in 2001, uh, winning so many trophies there uh, for Kaiser Chiefs, also winning the CAF Cup Winners Cup. Uh, they were also uh, nominated and won uh, the African Club of the Year back in 2001. A great conversation there, Clint. Uh, Coach Musin uh, outlining some really good points there. He's also agreeing. Uh, I was uh, about to ask him the question uh, that uh, the, about the conversation that we had with Farouk Khan, uh, but uh, because of time, we also need to get track uh, of uh, the young player there, the young midfielder uh, at TS Galaxy, that is Uterens Masejo. Uh, but Musin Shukral, he mentioned something about the Kaiser Chiefs jersey, and today only. I've spoken to Machaka, I've spoken to Farouk Khan, I also spoken to Musin. He's also mentioning something about the jersey, the Kaiser Chiefs jersey, and how heavy it can be for some players. Yeah, of course. Look, um, with all big teams, there's the thought that the jersey alone can go and do the job. Um, and we, 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 we saw, for example, Barcelona against Liverpool. Yes, the colors and the badge mean something. But if anything, what they do is they get the other team up for it. Um, if you don't maintain the standards that got the jersey and the emblem to the, to the place that they are in world football, um, if you don't give that kind of performance every time you go out, you're going to be found out. Um, Barcelona were found out. Kaiser Chiefs have been found out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take the, the, the difference is, though, is at least with Barcelona, that, that blip on the radar happens once every 30 or 40 games. Mm. With Kaiser Chiefs, it seems to be happening too often, which is why they were finished where they did in the league and which is why an NFD team could flip them over uh, in, the, uh, in the Ned Bank Cup. So that's, that's possibly more concerning is the, is the regularity uh, of Kaiser Chiefs players currently certainly not living up to what that uh, Kaiser Chiefs badge stands for. Clint, I think now we are trying, uh, we are getting uh, Terence Masejo there. He was also nominated for the PSL uh, in that bank, young player of the tournament. He's played a huge, huge role in that cup final against Kaiser Chiefs. Terence, uh, welcome to Sokala Duma Radio Live. How are you doing, champ? I'm doing good. Uh, Thanks for having me, sir. (laughs) My good sir. How does it feel to be a champion? How does it feel to be uh, the first national first division side uh, to win this NetBank Cup? Uh, I'd say, like, uh, first of all, like, it, it's an honor to be nominated uh, to win it. Uh, it's something that's like, it's more like a bonus. Uh, coming, uh, going to the NetBank Cup uh, finals, it was, a, it was a great moment for us, uh, a learning curve for us. But we worked uh, as a team. That's why we managed in the end to win it. Yeah. A great achievement for us. You think it was a a great learning curve for you. But uh, (laughs) did you you get any goosebumps though? I mean, you are coming. I'm sure this was your first game where you were playing in front of 70,000 Kaiser Chiefs fans. There were also some few of your fans there were there to support you. But did you feel any scared though when you walk in there and there was this huge crowd at Moses Mabita Stadium? <laughs> uh, like to be honest, I wasn't that scared, but it, it was just a little thing because it was a different atmosphere. It was a different mm. crowd from sure. what we are used to. But because of uh, we usually play in a big crowd, so 
it wasn't that difficult, but you know, it was different. Like it was different. Yeah, but what was Dan's Dan's instruction? Your coach, though, what was his instruction to the game? What were the tactics? I mean, going into that game against Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, he told us to relax, to play mm. our normal football, mm. not not to panic and not to be uh, not to get uh, scared away. Sure. Also, one of about the excitement that we shouldn't be too too excited. We just have to play our normal game and stick to a to a game plan. Yeah, but as the game went on, though, uh, the first 10 minutes of the game, I'm sure he mentioned also that uh, the first 10 minutes of the game where the score was still nil-nil, going into halftime, what did your coach say at halftime when the score was still nil-nil? Uh, the instructions before the game, you know, he told us that we shouldn't allow Chief to score because if they score, it's going be, to be more difficult for us. Like It's going to be a big mountain to climb. Mm. And on that time, he told us... Uh, now they are tired. We need to but first relax the first uh, 15 minutes of our time to relax and see what are they going to do. Mm. So when they started uh, coming at us, he told us to relax and try to play long balls because mm. uh, we shouldn't take risk and try to, com- uh, to combine the best because they are going to play. So we waited and we said that's just the energy out. So. Mm. You were you were also dominating that midfield though. I mean, Kaiser Chiefs started with Dax and he was substituted straight after halftime. There was also George Maluleke. You still uh, dominated uh, after Dax was substituted. Did you believe that? Wow, Dax is being substituted. I'm doing a great job here. Did that come into your mind that you were doing a great job when uh, Coach uh, uh, Middendorf made his first substitution for Kaiser Chiefs? I mean, uh, in the middle field, we have quality players. Like, uh, we have players who are able to play, uh, players who are able to work. So that's why, like, we dominated the middle field. Because mm. uh, the guys were on top of their game. So they were able to play and they were able to outplay them. Mm. So that's why it couldn't last for 90 minutes. Sure. Yeah. How, uh, how, how did you feel, though, being nominated for this Young Player Award, uh, for the NetBank Young Player Award? How, how did you feel and even walking away with the award? Like I said before, like it was an honor to be nominated, and to me, but it came as a surprise. Like to be honest, it's something that I wasn't expecting. But uh, throughout the season, I've been working hard. Like I've played uh, 28 league games sure. and also played the six netbank games. So on, on some other point, like I deserve it. Yeah, I mean, there are some people who are saying, uh, for, for, for you clubs, I mean, with all due respect, like those smaller clubs, especially facing those big teams like your Pirates, your Sundowns, your Chiefs, I mean, they say that is your big opportunity for you to sell yourselves uh, uh, to those teams. Uh, are there any players that you believe that next season they might not be part of the team, including yourself? Uh, will you still be at Tears, um, Tears Galaxy next season? Uh, like, to be honest, uh, with the quality that we have in the team, I also have uh, doubts that uh, I think most of the players are going to, uh, to be taken because I, I, I would start with the goalkeeper from the goalkeeper to mm. the back and the players on the bench. Even sure. other players who are not in the A team, I, I think like most, most of the players are quality. So I believe uh, most of us will get a uh, good uh, PSL contract. Yeah, so so uh, you're, you're telling us here, Sogolo Duma, that uh, your phone uh, today has only been has, you, you've only been called by us. Uh, there's no one saying, uh, "Hi, we are calling you from Soweto. We are calling you from Parktown or in Naturena saying, uh, we need to speak to you." No, I haven't received uh, any call yet. <laughs> <laughs> I right, cool. Uh, my man, I, I will have to thank you so much for your time, man. Congratulations on the big win for the NetBank Cup. Are you ready for the CAF Confederations Cup next season? Okay, thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm ready, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Terence. <laughs> Thanks, Terence, and congratulations for the for, for the win. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, there. That is uh, Terence uh, Masejo, the young player there uh, for ETS Galaxy, saying, uh, Coach Dan Dance, uh, there, Clint is saying, Coach Dan Dance, he told them uh, at halftime that, hey, these players are tired. You need to go there, especially after that uh, substitution by Coach Middendorp, where he substituted Dax and put in Maluleke. Uh, this boy is still dominated. He said, as the game went on, they gained momentum, they gained momentum, and that I finally, they finally got that penalty and won the game. Uh, 
quality, quality, great quality for this boy. And he says, no one has called him yet. Uh, but uh, I'm sure he will never tell us, but I'm sure the CS sources will find out that for, <laughs> that for us. Yeah, definitely. The Sego Boza team will definitely be on top of that one if there is any contact. I think what a lot of PSL clubs, uh, PSL coaches underestimate when it comes to the NFD is that it's almost a different game completely. In the PSL, there seems to be tactically a lot more, uh, a lot more time on the ball in your own half and the, the press, the pressure is only put on by the defending team from about the halfway line. In the NFD, that luxury doesn't exist and it's a full field press. Uh, all the time, the game's played at breakneck speed. Uh, you've got youngsters with talent and energy. Um, and uh, I feel on the day, you take the talent and the energy and the youth uh, and you add the appeal of winning a cup in front of South Africa's biggest audience against South Africa's biggest team. Um, and there is a recipe for disaster if you happen to be South Africa's biggest team. And that's what happened. And I'm, I'm excited for the young team and especially the young players who, who uh, got to experience that. Yeah, uh, I, Clint, I think that will have to be that. Uh, we've run out of time and we've come to the end of our show today. Uh, thank you so much, Farouk Khan. Uh, thank you so much also there to Coach uh, Musin Echugral. Also, a very big thank you to Machaka who took uh, his time from off his busy schedule and come and talk to us here on Sokala Duma Radio. Clint, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. And uh, thank you so much to our producer, Simon Stella. He's been here sitting with us, listening to this conversation about this great, great football. And uh, from myself, uh, Shane Matsoyane, uh, it is goodbye for now. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.